Hello and welcome to Socially Awkward History. I'm Joe Gillard, your host and founder of the online history hub, History Hustle. This is the podcast that puts the awkward into Anglo-Saxon and the cringe into Cavalier. Every episode we dissect and discuss some socially awkward facts from history. I'm joined by my trusty producer, Giles. Hey, Giles. Hello, Joe. Now, can I check in a completely unprompted question that all of these facts are fact-checked? Yes, not by a, you know, PhD-level fact-check researcher, but by um, my diligence of the internet and my knowledge of, basic knowledge of sources. Um, but I welcome any criticism, I welcome any doubts, or just believe me, I take my word for it, because I'm a guy speaking on a podcast. <laughs> he's got authority, he's got an American accent, he's got authority. Let's just jump right in. I'm going to start talking about um, the first fact I found here. Uh, This one's about Sam Bartram. Uh, He was a football player, soccer player. Um, Have you heard of him? Sam who? Bartram. Bartram. No. Um, Well, it was back in uh, he's you know back in the 30s, and so in anyways he was he played for Charlton Athletic and. Uh, probably some other teams that I've never heard of and yeah. don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, he was he was a pretty awkward guy. Um, he, he, he set the date for his wedding um, on a day when they had a home game and <sighs> didn't realize it. And then he left his wedding to go play and no. then came back to his wedding. Um, but the uh, <laughs> the fact here I, I dug up was, was something he was well known for, which was in 1937, uh, there was a game called off due to heavy fog. Uh, the game was called off. Everyone left the field except for Sam Bartram, who didn't realize the game was canceled and remained at his post all alone on the field guarding his goal. Um, he did this for 15 minutes, just sitting there in the fog, um, you know, assuming his team was doing really well down there on the other <laughs> side <laughs> until finally a, a policeman came came out of the fog and said, what are you doing? And uh, And pulled him out. So, what do you think, Giles? Have you ever been? Have you ever been the only person to show up for something? Do you know what? For, firstly, a very good English accent. You've been practicing. <laughs> I think it's very good. Genuinely, American American accents of British people can be a bit weird. So that was good. Um, <laughs> I firstly think this guy is very. He would do very well on like Love Island. I don't know if you have Love Island in in the US. No, I think you've mentioned that before. I should probably I? check it out. Oh no, feel, no somebody don't did. Check it out. It's just, but it's okay. just, it's just you know, people who are well, men, the men are topless and everyone is beautiful and it's men and women on an <laughs> island and they just you know whatever. Anyway, he would do well because I feel like he cares a bit more about sort of you know his his football and himself than realizing right. his other people relationships. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I did. It did make me think that in my final lecture. When I was at university, college, I genuinely was in, I'd missed the one before, and I was in the lecture hall, uh, in, in the seminar, it was a seminar, so in the small room for 10, 15 minutes before I was like, I don't think anyone else is coming, including the teacher, you know, the professor, and that was it. I'd missed the last one of, of the whole like, no. semester. So you're they sitting were, they... there in an yeah. empty auditorium. Yeah. No teacher. No. No PowerPoint up on the screen or anything. Nothing. And I, and I sort of start thinking, you know, a few minutes, I don't know, you just think maybe a few people are running late. But after like 10 <laughs> minutes, not everyone is running late. Right. Not everyone. 
So what happened? So you missed it? You 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 weren't able to yeah, see this well, final lecture? Yeah, well, I missed. I think I I I I gone I gone home or whatever. I, I the, the week before I was, I just missed the, missed the seminar, <laughs> missed it, and I was like, oh, I don't doesn't matter. I'll just go to the last one of the year. Clearly, <laughs> this professor had gone. Oh, by the way, this is our last one. Well done, everyone. Well done, and all of this stuff. And so it's so so embarrassing. So awkward. it's like and a like, sitcom or something. Exactly like a sitcom, and it was the same. Um, professor in the same class where I had woken up late one morning and was running late and we had a presentation to do this is not a joke this is true and I in my student house all we had was a in the garage a child's bike like a child like a pink <laughs> six-year-old's bike so I had to cycle 20 minutes to the lecture on this child's bike and like dump it and what? run in. And when I got in, it was my part of the presentation to start speaking. And I just went into it. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. That is unbelievable. So was there like... It, it don't exactly, Joe, but it is true. I promise it's true. Even if, even though technically, Joe, I'm not late for my bit of the presentation. So how on earth could you penalise me? But I think <laughs> if I've come through blustered and I've just ridden a child's bike to the lecture, <laughs> it's not a great look. And I, that's not that's not a joke or made up story. That's true. But to, I mean, that's a good way to set everyone at ease. Is just start your speaking with. Uh, so I just rode in here on a tiny pink bike. Yeah, yeah. And then stay tuned for the end, and I'll tell you why. But um, <laughs> see, yeah, I think that would have given me a boost of confidence, uh, strictly because riding a child's bike makes you feel big. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Right? Yeah. But then, but then, but then also you you you. Think about this, Joe. All on the way to university, all these people have seen me cycling <laughs> on a child's bike, and you know whether they know me or not. Oh, if they okay. knew me, they'd be like, "Why is Giles on a child's bike?" Okay. If they don't know me, they'd be like, "Why is that grown man on a child's bike?" You know, it's just not good anyway. It just kind of compounds the uh, the self conscious feeling that you are that you have. Okay, that makes exactly. sense. Now I see. And that was a history about. lecture, actually. So that was both social, awkward, oh. and history. So oh. it's the it's the podcast. That is the Giles trifecta. Uh, speaking of sticking around, like like uh, Bartram did at the goal, do you do you ever overstay your welcome at a party, or or are you the first person to leave a party, or somewhere That's in between? It's a really good question because I think some people. I had this weird thing. I think I've stopped it, but I had a weird thing. I don't. But then I I thought it was unique. Then I saw a meme about it. I was like, maybe it's quite common. So I don't know. Listeners might have the same thing. I if I'm a bit too drunk, I will literally silently leave without saying goodbye to anyone and just go <laughs> and and i think that's right. really super weird and that obviously now you know with my partner if my partner's there i'm not just gonna abandon her <laughs> and just leave right, right. but like when i'd be at a party or anything sometimes i would just go right and not say goodbye and i have no idea why and i think that's really really weird isn't it well and i mean like, it's kind of like a it's like a self-defense mechanism yeah yeah. Wow. Free therapy. I appreciate mm-hmm. this, yeah, Joe. This is like, great. You know yourself well enough to know to bail before, you know, maybe you do something. Exactly. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So I've so I definitely, um, yeah, we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave early, I think. Um, <laughs> also, before we, before we move over to the next fact, can you give me, can you give me a bit more of your English accent? And oh, just, no. As though you're doing, as though you, you play for Charlton Athletic, I want you to give me a bit of like a post-match interview. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, see, I see, I did it right the first time because it was so fast and nobody could hear it. Oh, sure. And it was so exaggerated. 
Well, that was a good match, I'd say, except for the fact that I was out there for a good 15 minutes before realising that perhaps I shouldn't be here and all this fog air was really, really quite... I feel like I'm I'm just I'm really You sound like an old farmer. You sound like you sound like you sound like uh, Mr. McGregor from Peter Rabbit or how I imagine he sounded. It's actually genuinely I think it's quite good. But it seems to go up and down quite a lot. Oh, okay. There you go. Well I'll work on it next time it might be even better. See it's no, getting get, worse. It it's now. getting worse. Yeah, yeah it is getting yeah. significantly worse. Yeah. Um, and I feel horrible now to uh, literally everyone that had to hear that. Um, especially yeah, the um, ones that live live in the UK. So my Apologies, my apologies. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now we're gonna go back to uh, we're gonna go back to America and talk about Lyndon Johnson, the president who um, who took over after uh, Kennedy was shot. Kennedy's vice president. Uh, he was the president in the '60s. He was kind of a kind of a kind of a crazy old uncle kind of character, and I'll tell you why. Uh, he loved to scaring his guests. Um, he had an amphibious car, and he he liked to pretend the brakes went out while he was driving down a hill towards a lake <laughs> in his amphibious car. So he'd get to the top of the hill, and he'd yell, The brakes don't work! We're going in! And then they'd careen into the water. <laughs> and he'd do this over and over uh, until he finally had to stop uh, when this woman once got so uh, frightened, she jumped out and started crying and uh, injured herself in the process, and that was the last time he did that. Oh, my God. Wait, so what? Do, how, how, is, how have they got amphibious cars back in the 60s, and we don't now? Right, what, right. What, 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 what was that? How did that work? Did, I, it, was it, did it sort of half car, half, like, boat? Yeah, yeah. There were cars that were built to just to be able to float and then, and then turn into a, a motorized boat. You know, that was the... During the the height of the the Cold War, I think when everybody was inventing all kinds of crazy stuff, so yeah, uh, technology was just um, uh, yeah. So I, I imagine that that they were probably being invented for use in war <laughs> or something. Yeah, they've probably been around what, for a while. What are two What are two things that you you would like to combine in your day to day life, Joe? So like car and boat. Mm, what two mm. things haven't been combined yet that you would like to? That's a good question. How about a, a car that's also a drive through window at a fast food place so I don't actually have to drive up to the fast food window? I'm already there. So you, so you mean you want a, a McDonald's built into your car with fully functioning like staff and workforce? Mm, ooh. Yeah, 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 definitely. You need someone to cook the hamburger. You need someone to uh, um, yeah. take the payment. It's, I'm not, yeah, exactly. This isn't an imagined situation, Joe. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you just had a drive through window in your car, that's just another window in your car. Like, yeah, exactly. You've got windows, but you need the whole restaurant in right, there. So you're right. saying your, your car combined with a sort of McDonald's franchise. Yes, exactly. Or fast food restaurant of your choice. Of my choice. Um, what about you? What would be your combo? I would combine every sport <laughs> into one league and all of the professional sports players had to keep playing. So, so one, one pitch, every sport was combined and every surface was combined. So they're playing on grass, tarmac, <laughs> gravel. There's, there's, there's tennis players, there's soccer players, American football, there's cars, there's <laughs> F1 cars. There's, monster there's, trucks. There's archery, monster trucks. 
There's paintballs. <laughs> there's everything, Joe. And, and people would pay, and you just go and see this absolute carnage. Well, it just wouldn't work because if you're running down the field with a with a soccer ball and you run into that tennis net, then what happens? Exactly. <laughs> that's why we would sell out. That's why. That's why it would do well. Then you'd get your fencing sword out and cut the net. Okay. This is a. This yeah. is brilliant. I would. Love, exactly. Love to see exactly. This. Is there ping pong exactly. involved? Of course, of course, there's ping okay, pong involved. Is that a sport? Well, is that a sport? I don't know. Then we get into a murky area. I'm like, <laughs> America, do you have snooker in America? Well, I mean, yes, but it's not very common. We have, you know, billiards and pool. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. That's... So you'd have some people trying to quietly have a game of snooker <laughs> as, as well as as well as you know, like American football players. I really like the way you, way you say that. Can you say that one more time? Snooker. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's quite common in the UK. It's okay. like just old men smoking in pubs. Well, used to smoke in pubs and play snooker. Do they not? Do they not allow smoking in pubs anymore? No, banned about 10, 15 years ago. Really? I mean, they did that yeah. here, but I, I would have assumed. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you think President Johnson and his car? Do you think he went too far with his prank? No. 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 I. I think. Was she was ju- this this lady was just a, 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 a clearly not hippie enough, clearly not sixties enough. I think she was a <laughs> what's it a, a li- like a, a lily lizard, li- a lily I can't think of, like a belly, you know? Do you know what I mean? That phrase, um, lily liquid, whatever. Yellow bellied? No. Yeah, yellow bellied. I was I was not close at all. <laughs> lily lizard, a yellow bellied <laughs> sissy. Right. You know, I think. Come on, you're in the car with the president. Or, or you know, vice president or someone important before that, you're having fun. I mean, it would be scary, but I imagine it w- he wouldn't be an amazing actor. It would be like, okay. oh, the brakes, <laughs> the brakes aren't working. Right, and you'd it, be like, it yeah. wouldn't be like a method acting. <laughs> the brakes aren't working, and he's like crying, and they're all like urinating and peeing themselves and stuff. I don't think it's that, is it? So, so his goal is not necessarily to actually convince people that they're in some kind of horrible no. danger. Okay. No, I think I, I see it in the vein of when Willy Wonka first comes out of the chocolate factory. He walks, he falls, and then he turns into a roll. You know, <laughs> when he does a forward roll. Right. Well, hey, I see this as in the similar thing okay. of the president okay. being like, oh, ah, it's an amphibious car. I don't see it as a, oh my God, we're actually going to die. Yeah. So this, I think she's yellow bellied, this lady. Okay, I think she's a lily lizard. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that maybe he went too far simply because as the president, I feel like you're the most trusted person. Did he do this be? as president? Did he do this? Uh, oh, um, I think so, yeah. I think he was. This was uh, like okay. Yeah, because now I, that does change it, right? Well, and this might change it too. I read that he had his uh, sometimes had his secret service make a phone call to him and play along, and so he'd be on the phone, and you would just hear what the car went to the shop or hasn't gone to the shop yet. You mean the brakes aren't fixed? And he would do this <laughs> this whole little acting thing. He'd do a bit. He'd right. actually do a bit. Yeah. So he was he was president, at, and he had secret service joining in with sketches and he was making people feel like they're about to yeah that's bad that's really bad are there any are there any leadership lessons we can take away from johnson with this with this situation oh do you know what? i just think it's not a funny point but i do think having some sort of sense of humor is important i think yes. like i don't know i don't know i mean i don't know much about american politics but i feel like obama had a good sense of humor he would sort of turn up and do sketches yeah. and stuff right right um, i'm not sure if you could say 
the the chap that followed Obama, <laughs> dare we utter his name, had such a sense of humour. Right, right. Um, but I think that maybe, yeah, maybe a bit of cheek and a bit of... Because it keeps you grounded. I yeah. think it's probably quite easy. If you become the most important person, maybe even in the world, it probably is quite easy to let that run away. So I think if, you know... Okay. If you can keep your cheek and be, and be jokey without making people feel like they're just about to die, then that sounds great. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree that um, being able to laugh at yourself and... Uh, That's yeah. a better way of putting it. And Lincoln, Lincoln was like that too. And I think uh, I think it serves them well. I'm not sure if LBJ, uh, Lyndon Johnson here is is was laughing at himself or was was trying to uh laugh at others but either way a sense of humor is a sense of humor so there you go (laughs) (laughs) we are delighted to say that ancient origins is sponsoring this podcast ancient origins is the world's most popular ancient history website covering lost civilizations, odd artifacts, amazing places, and strange events in history, it brings alive the mystery and intrigue of our ancient past. Listeners to this podcast can get 20% off a premium subscription by using the code HISTORY. Okay, on with the show. So, this was back in, uh, in ancient Rome. Uh, Julius Caesar, right? In the midst of a debate in the Roman Senate. Oh, can I, sorry, can I interrupt you there? You're, you're a history. In ancient Rome, is it true that they would eat so much that they would then go into the vomitorium and then vomit and then come back and keep eating? I have heard that. It's, uh, it's probably true. It's probably true wow. at the, at the um, you know, in the emperor's dinner or something like that, or, or very, very wealthy people. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's true or not. It sounds. I think. Yeah. I think it probably is. I've heard that a few places. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying, Mister History Hustle. Okay. So, so middle of a debate in the Roman Senate, a page delivers a private message to Julius Caesar in the middle of the debate. His opponent, Cato, demands this letter be read aloud. Caesar initially refuses, but after being pestered, he shows Cato the note. But it was a love letter to Caesar from Cato's sister. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so juicy. Yes, humiliating. And, you know, I was, I was reading this and I was thinking, I bet this was made up by Caesar's PR team because it makes him look like the good guy in the situation. Yeah. He gets a note and he says, I'm not going to read it. And then they demand he does. It's a love letter to him. From his opponent's sister. And mm. I feel like at every step of the way, you know, he's being the better man. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe this is true, but but no, I think this was a little bit you think, of a... You think it's been, you think it's been cherry, cherry picked? Yeah. Or, uh, my phrases aren't there tonight. My lily lizard. Yes. Embellished, yeah. <laughs> I and, don't know. And I wonder, it wouldn't have been graphic, would it? It would have been like, I love you. It wouldn't have been particularly... Uh, sexual. It's not like a modern day sext, is it? I don't know. I looked for the for the actual note, but I don't think it was included in this anecdote, so I don't know. But yeah, probably. Although, who because, knows? But also, take a step back as well. If it wasn't a PR thing, or even if it was a PR thing, think of the how well it undermines his opponent as well, reading it out in front of everyone. Exactly. Like, it does a really good job exactly, as well. Exactly, right? Wow. Right. Uh, that or... is a great. That is a great fact, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. 
Which is funny. I don't know. Do people still pass notes in school, do you think? Or do you think cell phones have replaced that? Yeah, I mean, you couldn't, I suppose, what do the kids do? Snapchat. The other <laughs> if, if you had to hand your phones in yeah. in the morning, I don't know if school, some schools do that, I think. But yeah, having, if doing notes feels very... But also, I wouldn't trust any of my classmates no. in any in any class no can you, if I got a note from can you hand this to the person next to me I'd read it like, oh my god yeah absolutely <laughs> so but so so that plays into your theory right, right. that it's part of the PR that again back then you could easily get a, any woman or anyone to do sort of a feminine ah, handwriting or whatever you, you know so stage it exactly but do I think the kids still do notes I don't Joe they're, they're, they're dabbing on TikTok <laughs> and they're and they're snapchatting like there's no tomorrow I don't know what any of those words mean. Exactly. No, I do. Yeah. I do. And here's a weird question. Okay, who would you okay. who would you be in this situation? Would you be Caesar? Would you be Cato? Or would you be uh, Oh, Cato's yeah, I'd be Cato. I'd be I'm 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 Mr. Unpopular and I'm and I'm I, w- I think at school I would have seen loads of notes going around and be desperate to know what's in them. So if I was in a debate with someone, I'd be the one going, "What's in the notes? What's in the notes?" Right. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Or, or I like write a thing, being write a note, being like I fancy producer Giles, and try and get someone else to hand it just round. Mm. So I, I get like, oh look, someone fancies you, Giles, but they probably saw me <laughs> writing it in the break. <laughs> you know, I'm that guy. But the damage is already done. But what our listeners can't see, Joe, is you're a handsome young US-based, you know, gentleman. I bet you were getting notes left, right, and centre. Um, sure, let's go with that. Mm, thank you, Giles. Yeah, yeah. Um, right back at you. I don't believe you for one bit that uh, that you were unpopular. Well, uh, back in my day, it would be weird. You wouldn't if you anyone you fancied, you wouldn't ever dare talk to them in person because why would you? Of course, oh, why would right. you? You would you would log on at five six p.m. after school onto MSN Messenger, <laughs> and you would chat to them there, and you'd say stuff like, "Hey, how are you?" Yeah, not bad. You, lol. Ten minutes later, <laughs> got to go. My parents are calling, and right. that would be the extent of the conversation. And that would have been a pretty steamy conversation. <laughs> That'd be, the, you know, that would be like, woo. Right, right. You'd be up all night thinking about that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then, so what? You'd see them maybe the next day, and you wouldn't talk. Yeah, to but them. yeah, you can't. You, you don't talk to them. You don't. Talk, you can't talk. You oh, can't. No. You can't talk to someone you fancy in person. Kids, your kids can't do that, can no. you? You just can't. I don't know. I, I, you know. Well, it's the same way. I mean, I, I think it should be the same way with adults because it's it's so much easier to say what you want to say when you have time to think about it and write it out. But you yeah. you get in front of somebody that you have a crush on, then um, you know the, your 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 nerves get in the way of being able to sound uh, yeah. articulate and sound. Yeah. suave or whatever for some people so. exactly joe exactly you're on to something here well i think that is all the facts i have but before we finish there is still some time to go through th- a few lost words for you if you're interested yep. um no i'm not let's end the show now okay no, i'm okay. very interested <laughs> uh well i'm not so uh let's end the show no <laughs> um uh so i will read an old forgotten word an old yep. lost word. You'll try to guess what it means. And then I will tell you the real definition. This is a noun from the 19th century. The word is aquabib. Aquabib. What's an aquabib? Well, aqua is water. And bib is a thing that children wear <laughs> to stop them getting 
food on them. Right. So I think it's something to try. You could go swimming or underwater and it would keep you dry. That's I'm genuinely, I'm betting a million pounds at something like that. I like that. I like that. No, it's 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 a name for a person who who is a water drinker or a teetotaler. So, I mean, right? Like, what's a... I don't know. Aqua Bay We're all means water drinkers. You, just, you don't drink alcohol. That is what it means. Although, again, I prefer your definition greatly. I was so off. I've lost a million pounds already. I'm down. So what is what is it that you said? Like a cape that you wear when you go do you know, swimming? Do you know bib? Do you know the word bib or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So an aqua bib. So... Uh, like I imagine, yeah, like you, it'd be like a swimming costume. You okay. don't get wet. It's an aqua bib. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only. All right, the next one. We're going a sort of alphabetical here. This one is a noun, and it's from the 18th century, and it is betweenity. Betweenity. What do you think that means? That it's gonna be. It feels like it's a time like. You know, like eleven Z's in like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, where they have they have some food at a, uh, <laughs> right. a second breakfast. Eleven Z's, you know, between the tea. So I feel like it's. Be- I would say it's about eight thirty p.m. It's between the tea. Oh, okay. And why? You, it's a bit too late to have an evening meal. Okay. But you might still be hungry, and it's not bedtime yet. So it's a between the tea. Oh, I like that. I like that. It's similar. It's, it's sort of, well, maybe maybe even like, yeah, not quite. It's a bit early. But like, you know, you've got one final episode of Netflix left and maybe it's like 9.15 and it's an hour and a bit. Do you, is it, it's between the tea time. You've got to pick. What are you watching? I like that. That's, that's sort of what it means. It's a state of being in the middle of two things or between two things. So you nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. You're Stranger Things, the new series of Stranger Things, they're all about an hour and 20 minutes. Do you watch it or not? Have you got time to, you know? Betweenity. Betweenity. Um, this one's a noun from the 18th century as well. It is a bladderoon. A bladderoon. Blatter or bladder? Blatter with T's. Bladderoon. Well, a, a spit, a spittoon. Bladderoon. Bladderoon. I think that's like a big punch. You've hit someone. It's violent. It's you've blattered them or something. <laughs> no, it's a person who talks or boasts incessantly. Is a bladderoon. Oh, that's <laughs> a great word. That's a great word. A bladderoon. Yeah. So like, arrogant, and they think they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and always blattering on. So yeah, talking nonstop. Yes, that's a bladderoon. Oh, I love that. You did pretty good. You did pretty good oh, on thank that. Thank you. One, one out of three. It's uh, hard. I'm down a million pounds, but thank you. I appreciate your, your condescending um, <laughs> thanks. Um, that's all we've got time for in this week. I would like to hear the end credits in your British accent, please. Oh, my God. Can I try to... Do... Okay. Well, that's all the time we've got for... I just sound like the Geico guy. No, perfect. It's perfect. Phil, don't edit it out, Phil. Well, that's all the time we've got for on this week's episode of Socially Awkward History. Well, it sounds Australian <laughs> now. Well, that's all the time we've got for on this week's episode of Socially Awkward History. Thank you to our sponsors, Ancient Origins. You can find out more about them and get 20% off a subscription by clicking the link below in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please do follow or subscribe and leave a review as well as a five-star rating. It really helps other people discover us. You can find out more about History Hustle on social media as well as HistoryHustle.com. This podcast was produced by Giddy Aunt Comedy and edited by Phil Atkins. Most importantly, thank you to you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, stay awkward, governor. <laughs> <laughs>
That was genuinely really good. <laughs> that was actually, I, I, I'm quite impressed. You, you got it down. That was yeah. really good. <laughs>